This company's never been more profitable. You mean hugely profitable? I like it. Dayporter.com presents The Profitable Cleaner, a podcast on commercial cleaning sales and entrepreneurship. The one podcast that's not afraid to discuss real sales strategies with real cleaning professionals that produce real profits and real results. Here's your host, James Harper. Tiffany, thank you so much for uh, joining me here today. Uh, This is kind of a a unique episode, mainly because, number one, I've known you now for seven, eight years, and uh, you're officially the first ever female we've had on this podcast, so that's really cool. And uh, I'm super excited just to kind of dive into your background and your expertise and really learn a lot of the insight you're going to tell us today and give us a picture into your world um, as a senior property manager. So without me kind of just rambling here, um, give me some background on Tiffany Willis, who you are, what you do, and just give me paint the picture for everyone listening today. Well, thanks for having me, James. Uh, We do go back, and uh, I'm really excited to be here today. Um, My background is in property management. I've been a property manager with Zito Property Management for nine years now. I've been in property management for about 16. And before that, I did some accounting, legal stuff, and construction. So it kind of all ties together with, with... what we do. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. So actually, Tiffany and I, uh, we know each other because I'm a client of Tiffany's, I guess you can say. Um, And Tiffany has been my property manager and you've been awesome. I think it's really just, yeah, just, and I'm not just saying that because you're here (laughs) right off the cuff. um, We're going to get into the cleaning industry and what it's like to hire commercial vendors and things like that. The same can be true for property managers. You know, you can have either really great experiences or nightmare experiences. And I've had both. And I started out with a nightmare experience. We found uh, Tiffany and we've had a great experience since then. So, um, Well, thanks, James. Yeah, we're, we're super excited to have you here today. Um, 16 years in property management, that tells me you've probably seen a lot, especially when it comes to hiring vendors. Um, I've seen you firsthand deal with commercial vendors Um, tell me what specifically you look for in vendors, um, whether that's a cleaning company, a commercial roof, it doesn't matter who it is, but you as the property manager, what are you looking for when a vendor gets presented to you and might be working on one of your properties? The first thing we look for is, are they vetted and insured? If you don't have that, you're not even stepping proper, (laughs) stepping foot on our properties. You should have that. And you should start with that paperwork. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) assuming that they're vetted, they're licensed, they're insured, and the relationship starts. Let's say you have, you're weighing three different options here from a vendor standpoint. All of them check all the boxes. Mm -hmm. Once that relationship starts, what is it really that you're kind of tuned into? For my industry, it's all about the approach. There's a lot of communication. There's a lot of different parties involved in um, in managing that relationship. Uh, so I really need a good communication and one point of contact in the company. Okay. I think that's really well said. I think often vendors bring too many players to the table, mm-hmm. it muddies the water, and it muddies the process. Um, I like to say, and you can correct me if... 
I'm wrong, but we tell our commercial cleaning clients that your goal is to make it easier for any facility director or property manager you're working with. That sounds great. Yeah, that's that's not always (laughs) the case. That's how you keep me. Yeah, that's how we keep you, exactly. Um, Okay, so once that relationship starts, let's say you kind of hone in on that commercial cleaning company you want to work with, what's... uh, what do you expect from them from like an onboard phase? Like, let's say you have an apartment, common areas, gym, all of that, a cleaner's about to start. What does day one look like uh, when working with that company for you? Uh, well, what day one should look yeah, like what, what should it? is a meeting with whoever the manager is going to be. There's a lot of turnover with the actual cleaners, sure. I've noticed. Um, so having that relationship with the person who's handling the account and the manager that's going to stay is really helpful to talk about expectations, get a checklist of what the daily, weekly service routines are going to be, um, and walk through the property just to become familiar with it. Sure. Okay. And once day one kind of kicks off, do you expect from your cleaning companies, like, I don't want to say like reporting or like, how do they communicate with you on an ongoing basis that there's a balance there. It's not too overwhelming, but it's not too um, scarce. In my industry, it's really helpful to have some kind of documentation. Um, Some commercial companies, whether it's cleaners or roofers or whatever, they'll have their own communication system where they can send updates through that to the property manager, either written or with pictures preferred. Um, And then I can share that information to the people in my industry that I need to update. For me, that's board. Sometimes it's a homeowner that I can attach pictures on the maintenance request that say, you know what, you reported that this item needed to be serviced and here it is that solves all of my issues and I don't take additional phone calls, additional emails or an upset person coming to my office because it hasn't been resolved. I think too, it's important to realize like, I don't know how many emails you get a day. Um, A lot. (laughs) I think anytime as a commercial cleaning company that you can tee your client up for success and you being the client in this case, send them one solidified document with all the information right. versus getting five different emails over the span of five different hours. It's just, you know, communication overwhelm right. at that point. Well, and for the commercial cleaning companies, they are really boots on the ground for me. Yeah, exactly. I'm not at the property every day, but a commercial cleaner might be. So if there's something that's going on there that's easy to report, just give me that information sure. because you're part of my team at that point. Yeah, I like that. So almost like position yourself if you're a day porter working for Tiffany Willis in this case, like be boots on the ground, not just for the cleaning situation, but hey, if they see a broken window or, you know, something else wrong with the property, really kind of take that team mentality and say, hey, Tiffany, FYI, I saw this, you might, just to put it on your radar would be some added value. Absolutely. I'm not looking for them to do a full property inspection, but if it's obvious and the cleaner's been there and they don't report it, I'm a little disappointed. I think that's a unique, I think that's a unique uh, um, comment there because I don't know how many, I don't know if I've even thought of that, right? How you can be of added value as boots on the ground to a facility director or property manager about maybe things that you just see that might not be in your lane, but you can, 
you know, let your client know about. Um, we were talking right before the show started, <laughs> and this is kind of funny. Um, I said, have you ever gotten a cold call or have you ever gotten a cold email? And has that ever worked at actually getting through to Tiffany? Um, and you said no, but you have received cold calls and cold emails. It's and true. Every- I, I get cold faxes. <laughs> I don't know who faxes anymore and that's, thinks that's a valid method, but I get cold yeah. faxes. <laughs> it wasn't um, from us. I can tell you that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody's trying to get a piece of the market, right? Sure. But that's not what impresses me. Um, don't send me cookies to the office. Really? I have to disclose that to and share it with everybody. Yeah. Like that's that's just weird. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's I want the relationship. Okay. Because if that relationship is good, then I start putting you on other properties. Sure. But I'm always going to demo you out yeah, with of just course. one property. Just see how that works and if it's a relationship that I can handle. Because in my industry, your vendors will kill you. Yeah. If you do not have the right relationship with an individual, um, they're really going to make you look bad. Sure. I think you actually, you hit on something that we have been like champion for, I, I feel like forever now. Um, you will demo out a vendor. So that could be like if you have uh, a building that needs cleaned or uh, an apartment that needs cleaned or maybe some floor care, you might give them a chance for a one-off job. Is that correct? Yeah. And we tell our clients all the time and cleaners all the time, start viewing one-time cleans or one-time jobs as an opportunity to build a relationship. and That's absolutely it. Because it's all about trust. When you're the cleaner for a large building, you're the first thing that is noticed if your job does not show up that day. If the trash isn't taken out, just from a very simple perspective. That cleaner also knows if your office manager is having a bad day. If there's like (laughs) 10 candy bars (laughs) that they're taking out in the trash. You know, it it is a trust relationship because there's a lot that gets put in the trash. Yeah, no. So it's, it's way bigger than just, will you come and do this cleaning? Will you provide this service sure it's all about trust yeah okay and i i think that's really well said and if you're given a demo opportunity it's still an opportunity and if done right it builds that trust and it builds a longer relationship after that um okay so miss tiffany willis can't be reached through a cold call can't be reached through a cold email hell we can't even send your favorite cookies to get you to respond to to a commercial cleaner or any type of vendor, how would someone um, that you might not have a relationship with or might not be a word of mouth or a referral, what is the best way for um, someone to develop a strategic relationship, partnership with a property manager? For property managers, the answer is going to be trade organizations, um, word of mouth. Sure. And also educational seminars. Really? Yeah. like break that down for everyone listening today. Like what type of educational seminars are like, how do people find these? Uh, how do I find them in yeah, property management? Yeah, sure. Like how, how can we get in the door to learn more about how to correctly approach property managers, whether that be through events, trade shows, education seminars, like what's the best way someone listening right now could be like, okay, that's a better route to go versus cold calling. How do they get involved in that? How do they get involved in that? Yeah. Well, they should probably contact you. (laughs) 
Well, now, well, that's why they're listening, hopefully, you yeah. know. But are um, there certain, like, niche type of, like, I know facility directors go to IFMA, International Facility Management, like. Yeah, so Community Association Management, um, CAI. Awesome. Is a great organization to become a part of. Uh, if you are vetted and insured, you can go to trade shows. You can get a lot of information out uh, to community managers for homeowners associations and other real estate. And that starts building the relationship because if you care enough to understand our business, we already know that you have some element of trust. Sure. And that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny that you said like, You've had people like fax you, call you, send send cookies. You've even had people show up at your office. And uh, later today, we'll be speaking with a facility manager, and we had a conversation ahead of time. And she's like, you know, one way to uh, get to facilities people, food. <laughs> yeah, so, food. And so you're like, the cookies don't work though. So well, I mean, you know, usually with like the cookies or the gifts, it's a little towards the bribe side. Sure, of course. But if you're saying, hey, can we come in and talk to you about our product? We'll provide lunch for your entire office. Yeah. That's a great way because that's shareable. Of course. And it doesn't go against our yeah. gifts policy. There you go. So there's a way to be overbearing in your sales process yeah, that makes course. people automatically uncomfortable because sure. you don't even know that that's a thing yeah, in course. this industry. Learn to sell without one, feeling like it's a sale and being creepy. You yeah. Know? I think it's just about being human how can you develop relationships and mm-hmm. all of that? Um, you've hired cleaners in the past. You have, you've hired day porters. That's obviously like the premium cleaning contract for any commercial cleaner out there. Um, talk to me about some of the challenges you've had working with cleaners. Uh, probably the most notable one is if they don't show up in uniform. Uh, really? Why are they wow. there? What are they doing? Do the materials that they're bringing with them look professional? Or is it something that creeps out my residents, creeps out my Mm. um, individual uh, office owners to call me and say, hey, do you know this person is just snooping around? Well, they're probably doing their job. But if it's not obvious that they're there to clean, that's a problem. That's really unique. And I actually haven't heard that point before because that makes total sense right someone's just walking around the building they're in and out of these rooms i think i've had calls from you about that before james (laughs) (laughs) not from me not from me not about commercial cleaners but at your property for sure for sure i mean you know the reaction yeah absolutely that's actually well said um i mean we've we've had hell experiences with like landscape companies right and then all of a sudden you have people around your property and they're looking at gutters, windows, or they're on the roof, God forbid, you know, and you're just like, who are these people? But uniforms, something so simple can go so far. Yeah. Just a anything sense branded of that says, you know, I'm with a cleaning company sure. automatically puts people at ease because once again, it's all about trust. Yeah. Identification. Identifying what the issue is that you're there for. Awesome. And I I mean, I would assume, and you can tell me if this is true or not, like you don't want to be worrying about a cleaning company, but at the same time, you want to know that they're doing their job. And do you put that? Um, do you put that trust on the cleaning company communicating that to you, or to your actual client that has the property? I need it from both avenues um, because I'm often in the time of resolving disputes between parties. 
So I need communication both from my client that is receiving these services and the cleaning company. Sure. Because I am the key that holds that relationship together. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, you're kind of the glue that makes it all work. And if you win the trust of the property manager, oftentimes you're going to win the trust of the property is how I've kind of noticed it. Um, Last few questions for you here. Mm -hmm. Um, Last serious one, then we'll have a random fun one here. But uh, tell me about when any type of vendor, it can be cleaning, it can be anyone, when they send you a proposal. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really important, especially if you're weighing multiple proposals. um, What makes it easy for you to get to the yes? Or what makes it like, have you ever read a proposal and you're just like, what is this? Like, I think a lot of vendors miss the opportunity just from the proposal itself. Um, talk to me about what makes it easy for you to say, yes, I accept this proposal. The best way to say yes in my industry is with pictures and very detailed descriptions of the work you're providing. So scope of work with yeah. probably some context through pictures. Mm-hmm. And pictures of the property not just any property that you have sure. laying in the background. That's great for talking about your success stories. That's part of the sure. sales process. But if you're going to my boards, my clients, my commercial properties, they're not looking at that if you miss it on the proposal. Sure. They put they literally take all of those papers, those emails, however it's provided, they put it to the end and they talk about the numbers. They talk about what's being provided, they look at the pictures, they look at the scope. Yeah, and then, okay. And so then they make a decision if you've already met that mark. Yeah, and if it hits budget and the whole nine yards. Right. I think that's interesting. So maybe, like, if they do a walkthrough with you pre-proposal, if they actually took photos of the actual property itself and made that proposal very personalized and custom to the project, mm-hmm. it it's a different feel versus look at my ABC case study. Right. Because every property feels like they're unique even when they're not yeah because it, it is it's a different personality are you saying I'm not special here I'm a I client mean, of yours <laughs> I'm you know this yeah, as being no, a course. client like there are certain things that I can say I've I have experience with this and this is the way it's going to play out sure but then you've got homeowners calling with their own emotional baggage I've got tenants calling yeah. for commercial properties, you know, like it is a people business because you're managing the emotions of those people. You're not managing the rest of it. Sure. That's what you do once you've gained trust. But if yeah. you don't get in the door, it's not a product issue. It's a people issue. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. And I think really the people that understand the the vendor, property management, facility director, relationship industry would agree that it's a people business. Um, And I'll I'll take a little bit of that back. The products do matter. Sure. If they're safe, clean products that are pet safe or eco-friendly, that's a great sell. Yeah, it's a good... We love that. It's a good selling point. But that's ultimately, I I would have to assume there though, if you don't like the person that's presenting this to you, it doesn't matter. Or if you don't trust them, right? The, The product, you're like... I have these great products, but you don't trust that person. It's still ultimately, I think people buy with feeling that gut feel of, do we feel good about this company as a whole? It's the experience. I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, there's been some awesome insight here. And I think 
the fact that, you know, reaching a senior property manager like yourself, going through different avenues like trade organizations, being more educational through community association management, or what was it, CAI? CAI. I'm going to link that in the show notes, actually, for people to learn more about. Um, Before we get to this last question here, Tiffany, where can people find you if they want to connect with you or learn more about your company? Uh, To get a hold of me. We do have a website. Yeah, it's www.myzito.com. <laughs> That's Z-E-A-T-O. Awesome. And you can call us at 855-MYZITO, <laughs> yeah, which is 855-699-3286. Awesome. I love it. Um, <laughs> all right. Fun question here. Yeah. No right or wrong answer. Um, black box or white box? Pick one. White box. Okay. So this is a deck of cards that contain questions have no idea what these questions are i've never looked at them unless i've pulled one out and read it and it never goes back into that box i'm gonna pick from the middle of the deck here just i have no idea what this is what are three things you wish you have done differently oh i don't have regrets there you go well that's not regrets you know what have you what do you what's one thing you wish you would have done differently as a young property manager? Uh, One thing I wish I would have done differently as a young property manager would be standing up for my clients Hmm. more verbally. Um, A lot of the times the, the new managers are afraid of conflict. Sure. And there have been times in my career that I did not go as far as I needed to. That's really honest and really well said. And, Tiffany, thank you so much today for coming and look forward to speaking with you again. Good to see you.